The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. You may have seen us on the news this week as you know, water was running down from everywhere to everywhere. We were a little flooded. Things are drying out. A lot of people still are trying to scrape the mud out of their houses, and my heart goes out to them. I, I know how hard that is. For those of you who read the self-improvement blog, you'll notice that I find a, a, a number of articles for the blog on a site called Ezine Articles. They're very good. Not long ago, I found one titled, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. It was a fantastic article, and I searched for the author, I found her, invited her to be on the show, and she's with us today. If you want to read that article, I reposted it so it's available to those of you who are listening today. Again, I had already scheduled the author of Opening the Aloha Mind, Healing Self, Healing the World with Ho'oponopono. I wasn't familiar with the practice of Ho'oponopono, but Carrie's article prepared me to hear what Jim Norse had to say, and it was life-changing. I love the way the universe sets things up for you, and it's, it's not an uncommon occurrence. What is surprising is that Carrie Denau is a practicing psychotherapist who wrote an article about a spiritual practice and states on her website, I am passionate about helping people to live every threshold of their lives with profound meaning and connection. I I love that because many psychotherapists don't recognize the spiritual aspect, spiritual part of us, that dimension. Her approach to therapy blends Western psychology with Eastern spiritual practices, and we're going to talk about that today and a little bit about how you can design your own spiritual practice. Carrie Dunau is a student of life and a licensed psychotherapist whose own life is committed to deep and profound healing. Since the mid-90s, she has had a successful private therapy practice in Santa Monica, California, and she and her husband also had a radio show on Voice America some years ago called He Said, She Said, and you can hear those broadcasts on her website. She's passionate uh, about bringing the inner work of mindfulness to every aspect of life. We're going to talk about that, too. She's been practicing Buddhist insight meditation for 25 years and has been teaching individuals how to develop a meditation and spiritual practice that they can make their own. She's a graduate of Pacifica Graduate Institute and a wife and mother of a very lovely daughter. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Carrie Dunau to the Self-Improvement Show. Carrie, welcome. Oh, thank you, Irene. What a, <laughs> I'm listening to everything you're saying about me. Wow. <laughs> and you think, who's she? <laughs> <laughs> no, my husband's probably thinking, who's she? 
Oh, that's interesting. A lot of people say, I don't, I don't have anything to say after that. Well, thank you for having me. It's all been said right there. <laughs> I'm so delighted. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, aside from the kudos and the credits, who has carried you now? That's a good question. That's a tough um, question. When I was in my 20s, a girlfriend of mine said that I was a connection junkie, and, and it took me the next... 30 years to get how true that is. I think for me, everything is about connection. And so on one level, I'm a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, friend, auntie, therapist, writer. You know, that's one level. But the the string that is the thread line through all of it is my need for deep connection. And it shows itself in my life as what I call my um, commitment to all things OM. That's what I call it. So the, the OM is the accepted word for God, but so I call it OM. I think you have an article with that in the title. I do. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. think I, I put it, I think I put it on the every, blog Every this word week. that everybody uses instead of God. But in a nutshell for me, everything is about connecting to spirit. And so every one of my relationships is a vehicle to do that. And that's what makes this exciting for me because so many people don't recognize that we have a need for that connection. And many people practicing psychotherapy don't. And I I really don't know, uh, this is just my opinion, I don't know how people heal unless that spiritual part is addressed. Well, I mean, the spiritual part can be considered love as well. I mean, it's a way of opening your heart to a deeper place of love and compassion. So that's a big piece of spirituality. A a very close friend of mine today called me or texted me this morning and asked me, what would you say to a client who says, I love you? And I texted back, I'd say, I love you too. I mean, (laughs) and I wrote an article about that, about they'd probably take my license away. But love is spirituality is love and love is connection and that's what everybody wants and love is the ultimate healer it really is i mean it's it's said all the time but it really is it really is it really is and and it's been proved in a lab you know actually over and over that love is a necessary healing component it's it's mind-boggling to me that everybody in the medical profession doesn't get that. But, no, it's coming. I have, you, you I have, have spent... Active, right, do you want to ask me something? You have an active psychotherapy practice. Tell us a little bit about that and the kind of clients that you see. In case there's somebody listening that's in your area and wants to see you. You might also tell us how we can find you on the Internet. Well, I see people all over the world now. So my practice ah. is in person in, in Los Angeles as well as on the phone and by Skype. So people can be anywhere and, and work with me. But I would say the thing, you know, I've been thinking about what it is that defines my work 
it's taken me a long time to get re- really clear about it. And I think that the, the piece that I am most committed to is being real. And I think that's why people respond to my work. So the person that you see in the office or on Skype is the same person that is relating to my daughter or my husband. And I... I have spent so many years trying to get all the voices out of my head of what a therapist is supposed to look like. And all the training that I went through, I saw such a split between people's persona and the way in which they were living their life. And I'm talking about therapists. So I've spent a considerable amount of time just trying to be real. And people respond to real. (laughs) People do respond to real. A moment ago, you said your friend asked you what you would say to a client who said, I love you. And you said, I'd tell them I love you, too. And that's really not embraced um, in any therapy situation that we know of. I know. When I was in graduate school, uh, a fellow student, a woman, we were having mock oral exams. And she, in the exam, said... They ask you questions, what would you do, and if, and so-and-so, and explained a case. And she said, as part of what she would do, I would tell the client I loved them or her. And she failed. She, they didn't pass her. And that was oh, huge wow. in my mind. I mean, that was such a seed that was planted for a long time going, oh, professional distance, you have to keep, there's somewhat of a veil. And I just, it's nonsense. All of that, it's nonsense. People heal when they feel like they're in the presence of truth, authenticity, and real connection. And so if somebody said I love them and I love them, I'd say I love them. But if I didn't love them, I'd find a different way to respond. So it would just be what's true. Uh, and I think people, can, people know That's when, right. you're, when you're saying I love you and you don't mean it. People know when you're real and when you're not. And actually, you know, it's, I had a hypnotherapy practice for quite a number of years, and I loved almost, and I have to say almost, everyone who came to see me because they were so incredibly special. Yeah, yes, I feel that way as well. I mean, I, it's, it took me a long time to create, and I feel like I really did create the practice that I have now. I mean, I set very specific intentions and had real clear vision of what I wanted to manifest. And it's exactly what I'm so blessed. It's exactly what I have. So the people who find me probably have read my website before they've called me and they're, and you either respond or you don't to me. And so, but the people that I see are people who I genuinely love. I mean, it's so easy because I'm in deep relationship with each one of them. It's it's a great it's a great way exactly. to exactly. <laughs> you didn't tell us what your website is. Why don't we tell people how they can find you so they can take a look at it even during this show? It's CarrieDinoCounseling.com. So it's my name, Counseling.com. And that's D-I-N-O-W. D-I-N-O-W, yes. Carrie, Carrie yes. Dino. And I've been saying that wrong, I guess. Everybody my whole life has said it wrong. <laughs> I don't even correct anybody anymore. Oh, It's Dino, but everybody you know, says it. Everybody says it. Dino, Dino. 
Yeah, but as long as as long as you answer, I guess things are okay. <laughs> what what do you see as the most pressing or challenging issue your clients bring to you? you know, they do you don't know see, who they are. They don't know, and probably they don't like who they are. Well, it's not across the board. That's not true. I mean, some people do have a healthy relationship to themselves. I that's a, that was part of my intention, by the way, when I was creating a body of work. I was really clear that I wanted to work with people who were well, who wanted to grow, and who weren't heavily defended. And so. Many of the people do have a relationship to themselves where they like who they are. I would say that um, the when I when I say they don't know who they are, it's that they don't have a deeper connection to who they really are, not the way in which they're living their life. So that they don't have a connection, a refuge. So that when life comes in, as it does for all of us, when the storms hit, they have a place to go. And that's really what our work becomes, how you begin to go in and connect in so that no matter what is happening in your life, you have a place that's inside that's safe. And it's not always easy to do. And many times it's really difficult, but that's the work. And I would that's, say that's my work. That's a very important work. It's time for us to go to break, so stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more with Carrie Deneau. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Carrie Deneau. 
And we're talking about building um, spiritual practice. Carrie is a, a practicing psychotherapist. Carrie, you studied depth psychology at Pacific Graduate Institute. Tell us what depth psychology is and why you chose it as your field of psychology. Depth psychology is a relationship to the unconscious, and I chose it because at the time I was heavily steeped in Buddhism. I was a practicing Buddhist, and it was the it was the the only modality that seemed to work well together. So I felt like I was going to school to get my license so that I could practice uh, Buddhist psychology with people. And at the time, there weren't many programs that actually offered Buddhist psychology. There's more now. Um, But at the time, uh, Pacifica was the only place that I saw that I was interested in going to that really uh, integrated a relationship to the spiritual life. How is Buddhist psychology different from from depth psychology? I actually didn't know there was a Buddhist psychology program. There are programs now. There's a program uh, in Boulder called Naropa. I, that was it. Was that? I mean, it's been around for a long time. So Naropa was there, but it just wasn't. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move out of state. Um, but the difference between depth psychology and Buddhist psychology would be that depth psychology focuses primarily on the unconscious, whereas Buddhist psychology focuses on mindfulness, or at least that's the way I have integrated it. And so developing a mindfulness practice has different strands to it. And... It's it's a it's very different than going in and talking about the story. Which in depth psychology, a person would come in and they would talk a lot about their story, and that's an important first place to begin. I mean, you have to know one story, but at some point, knowing your story is not enough to heal one's life. And so, a mindfulness practice or Buddhist psychology, the way in which I integrate it is, it's it's working with different aspects like non-judgment, developing patience, uh, cultivating beginner's mind, developing your will. There's different things, acceptance, learning how to let go, and sense of, having a sense of humor is one of them as well. So there's different aspects of it. And so it's, I work with somebody, and initially it's really about their story, and then I teach different ways to learn how to be in present time, and that's the way I think people. It's a combination, but I, mindfulness is a powerful practice. I've seen such shift happen with people as a way of le- learning how to work in the now. Now, you're talking about mindfulness as a way of living and not simply mindfulness meditation, which is a modality, actually. Is it's- that true? Yes, every moment is a chance to be mindful. But we are so often in the future, in the past, when, we, when a moment comes, it's loaded from things that have happened before, and so you're not necessarily meeting the moment in present time. So I have so many examples like that in my own life. Like with my daughter, if I, if you, if I say to my daughter, 
pick up your clothes and she doesn't pick up her clothes, the 20th time I say pick up your clothes, you know, over a period of months, it gets, it's not present time. I'm saying pick up your clothes with the frustration of all the 20 times I've said pick up your clothes. And I think we move through life like that. And you can put another dimension in that as well. If if you're about to have some guests, then you're living in the future with what will they think? Oh, you know, if your yes. room looks like a disaster area, you know, we can't, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> I, I think it's re, when you start to pay attention, you get to see really quickly how little time you spend in the present. Uh, I wouldn't even want to make a guess uh, for, for most of us because I think it might be a, a little discouraging to know how how much time we spend in the now. That's where the sense of humor comes in because you got to have humor about the place where you are, wherever you're starting. Sense of so humor I guess is key. one question is, how do you get your daughter or a client or you know anybody? To become more mindful, where do you start teaching somebody to be mindful? You know, yeah, mindfulness meditation, I think mindfulness meditation is such a challenge. (laughs) And it's so wonderful. But, you know, where do you start? It depends on the person. But, I mean, if if I could design a package or program any way I wanted and the person was completely compliant, I would say meditation is key. However, with that said... I think meditation is is a calling, and only some people live into that calling. So if, if meditation is not something that somebody's open to, there's other ways to learn how to check in with yourself, and you can use your body. You can use uh, the way you feel at any particular time. You can use symptoms that are coming up, you know, physical symptoms. There's many ways that you can begin to connect to present time. That's symptoms are a great way. So do you go through the the many ways that you can learn to be more mindful with somebody as you're really trying to get a feel of where where they are and what what works best for them? I don't do it I don't do it in the sense of like I don't it's not a list of things that I say you can do this, you can do that. I think over a period of time as the relationship is developing, I just keep throwing in different ways, different ways to meet the moment. And after a while, my voice gets integrated into the person's psyche and it becomes their voice. So it, it happens over a period of time. I just keep finding different ways of mirroring how to be present in present time. So if Using whatever you- is happening in that person's life. So if they tell you something that's going on with them, then you can point out to them ways that they can be more in the present with it. And I say that because most of the things we're worried about are in the past or in the future. That's right. That's right. And what, what you begin to see is that the suffering that we feel is not necessarily because of what's happening. It's because of the commentary we have about what's happening. And the commentary is usually fear, which is projection into the future, or coming from something that's already happened. And so to learn how to have a direct experience with the now, 
often brings with it an enormous amount of relief because you learn how to hold whatever's happening. And when you can hold it, it just, a lot of the energy dissipates. Absolutely. What's coming to my mind, and I wasn't going to talk about this, is the whole 9-11 fear-based remembrance of what happened on September 11th. Yeah, I heard the mayor of New York City yesterday talking about how if anything happens, it could be worse <clears throat> this year. And I'm thinking, please, 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 <laughs> don't go there. Right. No, don't create fear from something that's happened in the past. No, let's don't recreate that. I think and you have to stop listening to the news then. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I, I have now, I allow myself one newscast a day. Yeah. And because I do need to have some idea of what's happening. Yes, but, I, understand. You know, I understand. That that's been. I mean, it's been really hard to shake he- hearing what he said and how it impacted me. Mm. And and I usually don't go there. And I can't imagine what happened to the people who are already in tons of fear as it is. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. probably watching every newscast all day today. Yeah, to see if anything awful has happened anywhere. I mean, I have, I have so many examples of what you're talking about that happened in my office because I, I work with people who are trying to get pregnant, and so they've already been in the medical model. And the doctors, you know, if you're a certain age, the doctor will tell you that your eggs are too old, you know, without even, without even really knowing anything about you. It's a statistic. And so people find me, they're in an enormous amount of fear because they've been told certain things. And the mind is very, very powerful. So whether it's about 9-11 or if you can have a baby or if you have chronic illness, uh, the idea that you can be well again, this thought is so suggestive. And the news is, you ask me about a spiritual practice. I say in order to have a spiritual practice, you have to really limit the, what you allow into your consciousness, into your psyche. And the news is just negative stories all day long. All day long. And yeah. all, very rarely is there anything that is not negative on the news. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, it's really hard to get news and keep stay in balance, you know, some kind. You state on your website that you believe that the inroads to healing often speak to us through life's difficulties and challenges. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. What kind of challenges and how, how do they lead to healing? I mean, I, I believe in this so wholeheartedly, and it's a, different, it's a different context, so that when somebody's struggling, perhaps the struggle is the messenger to help you get into deeper parts of yourself that you're not yet connected to. And it often comes through the challenges because when we're in joy, we're not in reflection. Joy does not bring a lot of reflection, unfortunately. Uh, So when people come to see me and they're struggling with something, so often the struggle itself is what helps them to connect to different places within where they see that there's way more strength or wisdom that they had any idea about. 
So they learn about their own resilience. Yeah. You know, it was really apparent here um, last week when so many people were flooded. And I didn't even know about that. I was listening to you when you were speaking at the beginning. I didn't know that that went on there. Oh, we've never had a rain like this. We got almost our whole annual rainfall um, the other day. Wow, wow. We're not, we don't know how to deal with flooding. And some people, you know, said, well, you know, I I lost a lot, but it's stuff and it can be replaced. And other people were literally falling apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we all handle difficulty in our own unique way. But if you have... Uh, my word is resilience, and that covers a lot of territory for me. Mm. You know, if you have that safe place you were talking about, you know, and if you know who you are, and 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 you know you are in the moment, you can deal with things on a whole different level. Yes, and it doesn't mean that it's not really hard. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it, right. it doesn't. On that note, oh, not, and and it can be. Lovely in the outcome. <laughs> On that note, we need to go to break. Oh my this goodness! Is so quickly. With my guest, yeah, with my guest Carrie Deneau saying, "Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more good stuff." We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Carrie Deneau, and we're talking about a more spiritual aspect of psychotherapy. Um, Carrie, on your website, you talk about what it means to connect to yourself, and that's a self with a big S, and live a life fully lived. You list a number of benefits this kind of a connection offers. Talk a little bit about what this connection is and the benefits of having it. I I think what I'm talking about is a connection to being. And we live in such a, a doing, many of us do, many do, do, do. And when it's time to just be with oneself, it can often be really challenging. And so... It can come in many different ways. You know, so I've said meditation to me is the creme de la creme. It's the way. But it, it, we have to find different ways for different people. And so it's, uh, connecting to self could be anything from walking in nature and allowing yourself to be in the presence of something larger than your ego mind. So that would be an example. Um, it can come in the form of creativity. It can come in the form of a, have dancing. You know, there's a, a practice called the Five Rhythms Dance, and that's a profoundly spiritual dance practice. So, I mean, it, it comes in many different ways, and I think what it offers is a, a place inside that you can connect to where it's okay, where everything is just okay. I mean, oftentimes it's more than okay. It can be delicious and really beautiful, but I'll go for okay anytime because so often people are living in a place in their psyche where a lot of the time it's not okay. And so, yeah, I think it was Thoreau who said men lead lives of quiet desperation, and I never used to agree with that, but... I see more and more people that that seems to describe these days. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who find me have anxiety, and as they begin to connect deeper to themselves, to the to spirit, what happens is they learn what the anxiety is about, that it often is a messenger telling a person the places they're not listening about their lives. I mean, it's not always that, but it can be that. And when you begin to connect to to a place that is underneath, behind the curtain, I say, then a lot of the anxiety can quiet down. And I see it time and time again with with my practice, with my people. How do you, as a therapist, recognize... When someone has made that connection, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking right now. A client just popped into my head a story. Um, I'll give you an example. 
there was somebody who was going through a divorce and she was suffering so much. And in the suffering, she needed to always call somebody. And it was like almost from a frenetic place, like had to, as soon as that suffering came in to a certain degree, couldn't be alone with it and had to call and make connection with a friend. And and she felt like she had no control that unless she were to connect to somebody, she was going to fall apart. And we've worked together, and she started to talk about sitting with it. And now the idea of calling somebody most of the time feels like she's perpetuating the suffering. And so that would be an example of, of this woman developing a deeper connection to herself where she can sit with the anxiety and, and the the pain, even the anger, whatever it is that's arising in her, and just make space for it. Now, when you've made that connection, you know, I, I guess I'm, I want to put it this way. It's not like a telephone line that gets disconnected, or you can disconnect it. But are you pretty well connected most of the time? Are you asking me that personally? I, I, no, I, well, I'm asking in, in general. You, uh, me, um, you know, once we've made Our that people. connection, can we stay there? It's such a delicious place. No. I think mm, we don't stay there all the time. Nothing is the same all the no. time. So I think it just allows you to move in and out of connection a little more, um, with more grace. But it's so so comforting to know that you have that place and you can take a little time to reconnect and sit there for a while. I think that what you're saying is it. You know, for me personally, I have suffered a lot in my life and I used to have a lot of drama when I was a younger person. And when the tidal waves came in, I had no idea that there was a place to go. And now when the when the waves come in, they're not they're not as they're not really tidal waves anymore, but when the waves come in, I know in like there's a place between my eyes that I can go. And in moments it's there's a connection and it just eases whatever's going on. I now do I have the wherewithal all the time to go there? I don't. But more and more. More and more as you, more as you more. practice oh, that. Absolutely. And my mind went to, I wonder if you reach a place that when the tidal wave comes, you can grab your surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. Nice thought. Yes, is the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also state, and I love this statement, we're all connected and in this dance together. Yeah. Each seeking to unleash the voice inside that hardly knows how to speak. Tell us about that voice. How do you help your clients unleash it so they can so it can speak? I think the connection is one of the things that do it. So the connection that begins to happen between us and the safety. I mean, it amazing things happen when you feel really really seen. And uh, part of the way that I do that is by revealing my own struggles when it's appropriate. Because 
if somebody is sitting with some somebody else and you never know what's going on in that person's life, I think the client walks away going, I'm doing all this work, but I'm still suffering. What's wrong with me? Why can't I be like her? And that's what I'm saying. We're all in this together. So recognizing that the human condition is fraught with suffering and that you feel safe enough to come and talk about it and see that shift does begin to happen as you develop a, you know, a connection with not only me, but other people in their lives as well as a connection to their deeper self, then beautiful things happen. I mean, beautiful things happen. It's so nice happen. to be moving away from that paradigm of, you know, the, the therapist has no problems in his or her life. The minister is perfect. The teacher knows everything. I will. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I mean, you just didn't question any authority figure. Yeah. It wasn't okay because, after all, they knew. You know, now I look at it and I'm thinking, wow, I really bought into that. But that's, I, you know, that's what, you, when you're a kid, you know, I what do you know? I think it goes on at all ages, by the way, not even just children. I, I have met so many different therapists um, over the years, and many of them have such deep problems and not sharing it. You know, it's, so it's per, they have a persona. So they can, they can tell you how to do, you know, how they can analyze and, and reflect really well, but without revealing themselves. And there's one in particular who is a hugely successful therapist and specializes in relationships, and she has no friends, not one, not one friend. And so the, that discrepancy that I saw over and over and over again really just impacted the way I work. And I think by being in it together... And we are in it together. But by really revealing that we're in it together, heals. It helps people heal. And I think when they know that you've been in pain and you've come through it and you can share with them some of the ways that helped you, not that you expect them to do the same thing, but giving them the message that, you know, there is something here that can help you. You know, I got through it. Others have gotten through it. Yes. And that, that, I'm not using that as a preachy thing, but uh, and some do. And I, you know, it's not okay. But you know, if they know that sincerely, you understand. Yeah. You can relate yeah. to it. You've been through it. Yeah. You were. Oh, you overcame it, or you're still in the process of overcoming it. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I talk I, about dark night of the soul a lot because. A lot of people who come to me go through periods of time or when they find me, they're going through a period of time that's really, really dark. And I will talk about my own dark night of the soul. I've had, I would say, three of them at different periods in time. And knowing that, when, that I've walked through it and I'm not just saying it because I know the right things to say, they can feel that there's a beginning, middle, and end to it, and that there's somebody holding the tether for them to drop down into it, and they can be pulled up. And it comes from that connection of knowing that I've walked through it. 
And I think you just hit on something that we haven't discussed and I don't think is talked about that much, especially from the point of view of a therapist, and that's that people pick up on your energy and that you can share with openness and honesty what happened to you and how you dealt with it. They're feeling it as much as they are mm. hearing those words. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, and, and I've never had that experience, by the way, with a therapist. So I don't know that I have either. I've only been that as the therapist, but I never as the client had that experience. And I remember longing for it, really longing for, to know more, you know, than the veil that was being presented. I think we all have that longing. And I think part of it is longing to, to feel loved and to feel safe, to feel protected. And if you could just find somebody, you know, if you find somebody... Mm. They can share that with you. Mm. Uh, it would be so wonderful. On that wonderful note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carrie Deneau. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Carrie Deneau, and we've just been having a wonderful conversation about psychotherapy and helping people in all kinds of ways uh, and recognizing that spiritual need that people have. Well, I want to go almost back to the beginning because I found you because you had written an article about Ho'oponopono before I even knew what it was. <laughs> and I, I picked it up and, and just was... I, I just was thrilled by your article. Oh, and I, thank you. Yeah, I, I loved it. And and then I, a few weeks later, I had a guest who talked about Ho'oponopono, and I, I've watched everything there is uh, about it and listened to everything I can find and read everything I can find, and I absolutely am in love with the concept of it. <laughs> uh, how did you discover that? It's an ancient Hawaiian practice. How did you find out about it, and what has it meant to you? I heard a story about one of the, he's not the founder of it, but he's one of the leading guys. I, um, who, Hugh Lin. Yeah, yes. And I heard a story, I read a story about him working in a psychiatric ward where he never worked directly with the patients. He did this practice and every single one of them, I mean, every single one of them was healed and released. And, and they just, closed the unit. And they closed the unit. And it just, it was staggering. You never hear that. And so I started to read about it. Yeah, that's exactly how I got there as well. I mean, when I read that story, I'm thinking, this cannot be. I've got to know more about this. <laughs> I, yes, that's exactly what happened to me. So then I did workshops. I did, he came, he comes to L.A. once a year. And I did two different workshops with him. And... They were profound. I was seeing synchronicities happening all around, I mean, all around me during the time. I was very jazzed, very exciting. One of the, one of the things that happened was I was doing the practice all the time. I was doing it every day and all day long when I was driving. I was saying the four lines, which is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I was doing the longer practice at night, but I was doing those four lines, sentences, every day as much as I could remember. And we had somebody in our, in our family, my husband's family, and there was a lot of pain and rage, and they wouldn't speak to us. And, uh, anybody, and I was just saying the prayers on behalf of the people and envisioning them and envisioning them and prayer, prayer, prayer. And the next day, you know, within like two or three days after it happened, and they would have never called called us with an open heart. So that was, and I was seeing things like that happen all the time. I just think it's a very particular vibration when you're saying I love you. You know, when you decide no matter how angry you are to choose I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. It holds a vibration and it raises your own vibration. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing that I do that I know is helping everybody and really lifting me up you know, more than anything I think I've ever done. Yeah, wow. Uh, do you do you teach this to your clients? Do you introduce them to this? You know how I said at different times different things come in? That's one exactly. of the things I do. Yeah, I mean, 
I have absolutely introduced it to different people. I just, you know, like I just sit with people and whatever intuitively comes in is what I introduce. This is one of the, this is definitely in the toolbox. One of the things you say on your website, and I, I, I like so many of the things you say. So Thank I, you. you know, <laughs> You're so you kind. Say, I offer myself as your guide and spiritual midwife, a conduit of connection. Talk a little bit about that. Do your, do your clients recognize that this is who you are, a guide and a spiritual midwife? I mean, what a lovely thing to birth. I'll give you their numbers. You can ask them. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I think if you were to ask them, they would say yes. And I, I use the word midwife because a midwife experiences so much with the people who are giving birth. And it's not just joy. You know, they're midwifing a lot of different feelings at one time. And that's what it is to be a spiritual midwife. It's so a it's not about feeling good. It's not necessarily about feeling no. good, even though everybody wants to feel good. I say developing a spiritual practice is not about feeling good. It might be one of the benefits, but it just it's about being able to connect out your whole life and feel your life. Yeah, it's really about living fully, isn't it? Yep. It's about that. What's next for Carrie to know? <laughs> Anything big on your horizon? Um, what's next? I'm I mean, doing I, a podcast. Articles, I'm thinking, oh, there's a book in there somewhere. Oh, you're so sweet. My friend is she wants me to put all my blogs together and turn it into a book. I don't, I don't know. I, I think what's next is continue enjoying my clients. That's always next. And I'm doing a podcast, a series with uh, my best friend and colleague. She's a therapist as well. And we're going to do, at this point, it's called Conversations with Carrie. I don't know if it's going to stay. It's going to stay that name. But so that will be the next endeavor. How do we find Conversations with Carrie? It's not up yet. It will be on my website, and I'll write about it, and I'll blog about it. And okay. um, when you it's available, it'll be, it'll be easy. You can just click on onto my website. Send it to me when you start. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. Know about that. I mean, I think as many people as can possibly hear about this wonderful approach to healing need to. And I think therapists could learn a lot from what you have to say as well. Oh, thank you. I mean, you, Irene, you're, you would be a perfect client for me because we speak the same language. We, we do, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew when I read that article that it would be so. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to leave as a last thought with our listeners today? I think the only thing that I would say is that Learn how to get support if you don't know how. Somehow, learn how. It changes your life when you know you can get support, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, more friends, more counselors. I mean, it can come in so many different ways, but what I see so often is people staying stuck, not knowing that they can really heal. And so we have to get outside of ourselves and find the right support, the one that makes sense to you. Wonderful advice. Next week's guest is Anders Nielsen, a noted scientist 
who's going to talk about the gentle way of the heart. Carrie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Irene, for having me. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Carrie Deneau, saying thank you for being with us today, and I ask you to come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.